Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Super pumped, super grateful. You guys are here. <coughs> you are back. Oh, it's been crazy times, guys. I'll get into that a little bit later into the show, which is kind of why I decided on the topic of today because it's it's crazy out there. <laughs> Not only is it a crazy world, crazy times, but my own personal life has been a little bit funky with some family events that have been stressful and just lots of different stuff. So welcome back. I, I took a, a one-week break from podcasting, and I'll get into that later. So thank you for coming back. Thank you for being here. I'm so pumped to be with you. It's great to be back. You. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement. Oh, we had we had a great week. We just are finishing up our Real Food Challenge, which uh, many of you took part of. We had over 500 members. We had posts about real food, you know, the different macros, the carbs, the fats, healthy fats, the proteins. Did a live just the other day how to incorporate them into our lives. Lots of info on how to get rid of some of the not-so-awesome stuff. We did a pantry purge. If any of you guys still want to get access to that awesome stuff, feel free to join the group, the Real Food Challenge by the Modern Medicine Movement. It's a Facebook group. It's free. Um, yeah, so just uh, just go ahead and request to join if you haven't already and you want to get access to that info because you're going to want this to the members of this awesome group. We are providing an amazing $100-plus off discount on my course, which talks all about the awesomeness of food and how you can optimize food to your best health possible and how you can lose weight naturally if that's what you want to do. So my course, which is like, I don't know, a couple, it's 15 or more you know, modules. It has a PDF to go with it. Lots of action steps, deep dives into all the topics we did in this Real Food Challenge, plus a lot more. We talk about sleep and we talk about stress and how to optimize what exposures we have. And, and also we talk about exercise, you know, movement, one of my favorite vitamins, vitamin M. We talk about uh, hydration. We talk about so many important things that are just key, part and parcel to good amazing, high-quality health and life. We talk about, about vitality. We talk about metabolism. So much cool stuff. And for this group only, the Real Food Challenge group, you will be offered basically $100 off this amazing course, $197 course. You will get it for only $97. So um, access that uh, group if you haven't already super easy to do. I will put a link in the show notes here as well as a link to the course, which you can get for over half off, $100 off. It'll be only $97. And the cool thing about getting this course now is it's going to get you set up to get into my um, new kind of VIP private group, private coaching group, which I'm going to be starting in the next couple of weeks. I'm just kind of getting the, the computer side of things ready for us. And it's going to be amazing because you're going to have access to me more than any other time ever um, in history of this podcast and the courses and all the things. You're going to have access to me personally. We're going to do a couple of lives a month where you can do live Q&A. I will also do weekly office hours where you can email me, chat with me, um, ask questions. I will respond to your messages and things. Um, I'll walk you through the main tenets of the course. I will walk you through it on my private group, private coaching group. It's going to be amazing. So look out for that. There'll be a link on my platforms, both the podcast, the Real Food Challenge, as well as my Modern Medicine Movement group. You guys will have it first access. In fact, those of you who purchase the course my $97 course that you can get right now, that's that's the half-off price. It's $197. Typically, you can purchase that course for half-off for only $97. And if you purchase it right now in the next week, I will give you also 
$10 off your monthly membership to my VIP, super awesome, amazing group. An additional 10 bucks off for the first month. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. So exciting. In fact, I, I've already decided to just lower the price significantly. The initial price was supposed to be $57 a month. And you know what? I just want this to be out there for you guys and for your friends and your family and just so much easier and so much more accessible. So I actually said, screw that. I'm going to cut the price in half. Many other um, similar podcasters that are in the health space have groups like this. And the common price is about $60 a month. And yet you are getting access to me, super health-minded, conscious, and a physician. I'm just cutting that in half. You're getting it for actually less than half at only $27 a month. And your first month, if you buy the course this week, which is going to be a super important preamble to all the discussions we're going to be having, you'll get an additional $10 off this month. So you'll get the first month for only $17 for the whole month. And uh, that's just if you buy the course this week. So get over there to mastermind.com, buy the course. This exclusive deal expires in seven days. So buy the course and you'll get an additional $10 off my monthly VIP extra special group coaching, which is going to be amazing. Like I said, other guys out there that are doing similarly are charging $60 a month. I just figured, you know, why not cut that in half? Because I think we can all afford $27 a month. In fact, kind of the way I came up with that, I'm like, what the heck? I know other guys are way more expensive. I want to get this out to the masses. I want all you guys to have access for a super reasonable price. Let's make it the price of four lattes. And I'm from Hawaii, that's where I spend most of my time. And a latte over there, guess how much it is? It's almost $8. It's like $7.50 or I think even a little more than that for one latte. You know, one of those fancy caramel lattes, it's like salted caramel. I looked it up actually today just to be exactly on and it's over $7, $7.50 something cents for one caramel latte. So one of those a week. And you're already at over 28 bucks, right about $30. And I'm giving you this amazing, oh, just life-changing experience with my private VIP group for only $27 a month. That's less than one latte a week. Like, I think we can all afford that. So, so important to put really a precedent in our life and take our health seriously as a full-on priority because that is all we got, Right? Our health, if we don't have good health, trust me, we ain't got nothing. We can't do anything well without optimal health, right? Our health affects every avenue of our life. It affects what we can give to our family, our kids, our posterity, future generations, what we can give in the workplace, what we can give extracurricularly. You know, if there's groups we like to belong to, we like to share and, and all of that. Our health is one of those few things that will literally roll over into every area of our life. So $27 a month is your special price, and you can even get $10 off that the first month if you buy my course this week. So amazing. Look for those details. It'll be in the show notes here. It'll be on my Modern Medicine Movement podcast group on Facebook. If you haven't joined that, please join that. You'll have all the details there. Join that Real Food Challenge group as well to make sure you get the course for $97 as opposed to the $197 that is normally offered You'll get the link right now for the $97. So you'll be saving oh, over 100 bucks right away. It's going to be amazing. So super pumped for you guys. Super grateful. Wanted to shout out one of our recent reviewers as well, the podcast, because this is so important that I get some reviews over on Apple. That's the most common platform. 90% of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts. And um, I got several reviews this week because... I'm having a challenge right now that if we get enough reviews, one of these lucky people will get a free course, a free $97 course. I'm just going to gift it to you. $200 course, not for $97 like everybody else gets that $100 off. You will get it for free. So be one of the next 14 reviewers. That's to get our quota. We need 14 more reviews. And I'll give away a free course. So get your reviews in. I already have several that are going to be in that drawing. And one of them will be... This lucky individual who will be in my drawing, who I'm just going to read this one. It's a short and succinct. It's from Diana. Diana S. She gives four stars or five stars. What am I talking about? She gives, of course, a five-star review. And all you guys are giving five-star reviews, which I so much appreciate. 
It's the star farthest to the right as you scroll down. And then right below the five stars, of course, is the link to write a review. And Diana S. says, love, love your enthusiasm. Thank you for telling me what to eat, not just what not to eat. You tell me what to eat. I share all of your podcasts with those I love. Thank you for helping me understand so much. Well, you are so grateful, Diana S. I am so just pumped to read your review and and the many others that come in. I read every one of those personally, and I love that. So please, please, please jump on over Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the reviews, hit the star farthest to the right or five stars, and then just write me a review because this helps so much. And you'll be entered to win a free course. Oh my gosh, so amazing. So anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Get into it. We're going to jump into one of my favorite topics to speak on ever is the topic I've chosen for today. And that topic is food as medicine. Food as medicine. And I have to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a physician of over 20 plus years experience. And when I was in medical school, you know, almost 30 years ago, we did not talk about food as medicine. It's actually embarrassing. I'll be honest. (laughs) The most common thing we put into our body each and every day, three times a day or more for most of us, we ingest food. And that can either be, as has been said, it can be medicine or, and it can be not only just any medicine, it can be the best stinking medicine available, the best medicine, or it can be a slow poison right? Depending on what we're putting in, it can be a slow poison. If we're eating lots of processed foods with oils that are not awesome, those seed oils, we're eating Twinkies or Ho-Hos or Doritos chips or whatever, if we're doing that regularly, that's falling into the latter category, the, the slow poison. So we don't want slow poison. We want the best quality, you know, best medicine ever, which can be found in our food. Food is definitely medicine. Food is definitely medicine. And, you know, I have learned this over the years and sometimes the hard way, not only in my own individual life, you know, I've certainly learned what foods affect me, what, which ones are amazing, help me feel just activated and lively and, and just have that vitality and others that make me feel like I want to go to sleep. You know, in Hawaii, we call it Polynesian paralysis. You know, you eat a super high carb meal and you're going to want to take a nap, right? And then you'll feel two hours later hungry again. And we've talked a lot about that in previous podcasts. We won't get into it. Or we just feel crappy if we eat crappy food. And in my Real Food Challenge we just got done doing, many of you expressed that same thing. When you eat real, high-quality, wholesome, awesome food, you feel good. And that's no you know, accident. That's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to feel good when you eat real food. Right, And that's the behavior we want to continue, propagate, spread, share, eating good, high-quality food because food is medicine. One of the most important medicines we could ever have in our body is that luscious, scrumptious, natural, whole food that we can eat. And uh, we do this each and every day, many of us three or more times a day. So why not put the best medicine or the best high-quality food into our body? right? It can be the most helpful natural medicine or a slow poison or a slow poison. It's just one of those things that we have to be able to every day make good choices, right? And my grandmother taught me this. I've said this many times. She taught me you are what you eat. We are what you eat. So do you want to be literally made of the building blocks of a Twinkie? you know, full of garbage, super ultra highly processed, refined sugars, flours, and seed oils? Do you want to be made of that? Or do you want to be made of the awesomeness that comes from an avocado or berries or, you know, kale, lettuce, you know, broccoli, my favorite, or Brussels sprouts. I freaking love Brussels sprouts. They're amazing. Do you want to be made of these awesome things? You know, you get to pick. It's in your power. It is in your power. So, so exciting to talk about. And, you know, the the thing that kind of bums me out is when you look at statistics, and I found this even true in my own life, especially a couple of decades ago when 
I probably only had four or five or six different meals that I ate, and I just ate them over and over again. I didn't have much variety. Well, the studies currently show that we as humans, here, let me just get the actual data, okay? So as humans, right, we have in our whole entire food, not just the pyramid, but just all of the food in the world, all of it, 75% of all of the food in the whole world comes from only 12 plants and four animal species, or excuse me, five animal species. So 75%, three quarters of all the food in the whole wide world are only coming from 12 plants. And more than 50% of all the food in the world that we consume as humans comes from three plants, right? You can probably guess them. Corn, which is maize, right? Corn or what else? Wheat or rice. And if you add soy to that, make it four, then it covers almost 70%. So literally, we as humans are eating the overwhelming majority of our diet from only four plants. Corn, wheat, rice, and soy. Those four plants make up like 70%, almost three quarters of our entire calories, our entire diet. So we can look at this two ways. One, I think it's super sad, right? Like there's hundreds of thousands of plants that are edible. The estimates are between two and 300,000, okay? Today, my son, we were doing some homeschool and I was teaching him about place value, right? <laughs> and not just two or 300 plants, but thousand, two to 300,000 plants on this earth are edible. And we literally, as humans, tend to eat at most the average person up to maybe 200. So there are more than a thousand times more plants out there than what we actually eat. And the majority of all our calories come from four plants. Like what in the world? Only four plants. So, so I think this teaches me a couple of things. One, like we're kind of boring. We're getting all of our calories out of four plants and at best 200 as a species. And there are two to 300,000 available to us. Like, holy crap, what are we doing? All right, if you don't, if you're not catching my drift yet, next time you're in Hawaii or some other country and you go to, you know, in the U.S., it can, it can, it can work as well, but you won't find as much variety, sadly. But you'll find more. If you go to a farmer's market, you usually find more variety than what you find in the grocery store. Just look, say, go to Hawaii, where I live. Go to the regular you know, farmer's market. They have one every single day of the week, depending on what side of the island you are located. And you go there, and you see fruits that like you've never seen before. Like, do you guys know what rambutan is or lychee? You know, lily koi you probably know about. That's passion fruit. Um, guava, of course. But there's so many... Taro, you know, you guys know taro and soy, but, or excuse me, poi, what the heck am I saying? Taro, which is made into that awesome purple stuff, poi, right? <laughs> I, I didn't grow up off poi, but my, my younger kids, actually, they ate poi. You know, you, you know, your pediatrician says, hey, you need to do cereal at six months, you know, get them some solid food. It's like, screw that ultra highly processed cereal that I buy off a shelf. Maybe it's Gerber brand, but... It's probably horrible. It's super ultra highly processed. I can get poi, which is natural, and it's a cereal, and it's got some other interesting features to it. So my younger kids, you know, all my kids actually are born and raised in Hawaii, uh, all six of them born in Hawaii. <laughs> How lucky are they, right? But they ate things like poi as opposed to super ultra processed cereal, um, you know, that the pediatricians recommended. And if you go to a farmer's market, say in Hawaii, you will see fruit and vegetable and things that you may have never seen before. You may not even know the name of it, you know. I know in California as a kid, I used to go to some of the Asian markets, and there were things like persimmons, 
shout out for all you guys who love persimmons. Like persimmons are freaking awesome, and you can almost never find them in a grocery store, right? We figured it out, and we actually started growing uh, persimmons <laughs> on our property in California because they're freaking awesome. <laughs> they taste amazing, lots of beneficial phytochemicals, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, just super awesome stuff in there. Shout out to all you guys who know what a persimmon is and who like them. They're just amazing. I love them. They're like the best variety of an apple. Like standard apples, I think, are pretty boring, but you eat a persimmon and holy crap, that thing is is full of flavor. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for the digression, but the point of this is that we need to open up our eyes a little bit to all the variety that's out there. You know, when I say I eat the rainbow, like I do my best to eat the whole dang rainbow, both plant and animal. I'm trying to get my numbers up, right? Because according to this study, 75% of what we eat is 12 plants and five animals. That's it. And, and what, what I was saying as a follow-up, four of those plants, you know, the, the corn, the rice, the soy, right? The corn, the rice, um, the soy. What, what am I missing here? Corn, uh, rice, soy, and wheat <laughs> make up, you know, the majority of that. Four plants. Like, we need to freaking broaden our horizons a little bit. There is so much amazingness that was created for us, for our you know, joy. We're supposed to have joy. I don't know. I think somebody might have wrote the book, The Joy of Eating, but if not, maybe I'll write that book, The Joy of Eating. I already wrote one on how not to diet or the no diet, anti-diet. I already wrote that book, and hopefully it'll, you guys will get it fairly soon. It's, uh, it's getting into that whole, you know, publishing. It's crazy. Editing. It's a lot of work, as, as many of you may imagine or know personally, but we need to broaden our horizons a little bit and get out of this conundrum where we're only eating 12 plants, you know, for the majority of our diet, the majority of our calories. And a lot of us only four plants, right? We need to get away from that. We need to, you know, okay. So before I get into all the different cool plants that we'll talk about today that I personally know and love, the challenge, I'm just going to tell you right now, the challenge this week is go to your local farmer's market, or if you have the benefit of being in a different place, say visiting family or, you know, you're wrapping up your vacation, you're on a road trip, go to somebody else's, you know, farmer's market or, you know, just go to your local one, whatever, and try to have 20 different, just 20. That's not a lot, right? It says that most of our plants in our whole diet are 12. We'll just add eight to that. Make it so that this week you eat 20 different plants. So you got to add at least eight that you don't normally eat, right? Eight. That sounds like a lot, but just think one for every day of the week. Try some new plant or some new thing every day this week. Okay. That's the challenge. And I want to hear about it in my modern medicine movement podcast group. What are the new plants? And even you can write new animal things that you've tried. You know, if it's a certain kind of fish that you've never tried or um, some other cool, I think it's easier to find cool new seafood out there, right? There's all kinds of fish and, and uh, relatives, if they're crustaceans, shellfish, whatever else. There's all kinds of different things to try from the sea. There's, there's, there's so much life in the sea. Most of us don't see it, don't really think about it, but we came from the sea, right? <laughs> so, so the challenge this week, eight new uh, plants or animals, eight new ones this week. We got to get that number from 12. We want to get it up to at least 20 this week. So try one new plant or animal, one new thing every single day this week. Plants are so much easier. They're just everywhere, and there's so many of them. So local farmer's market, that's the challenge. Okay, I want, I want to hear about it. But, but the reason that I talk about this is because as at the outset, you know, we're going to speak of food as medicine. There are so many beneficial properties of just all these amazing food items that are, they're natural, right? We're talking about natural. They come from nature, right? They come from where they're supposed to come from. If you get fish, it's going to be not farmed fish, not farmed tilapia that you buy at Costco. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. Wild caught. It's got to be wild caught from the ocean where it's supposed to live, right? Wild caught. Or if it's, you know, a cut of beef or something, it's got to be from the fields, pasture, you know, Grass-fed, grass-finished, no antibiotics, no hormones, 
No grains, no feedlot crap, no sprinkles, holy cow. Listen to my podcast on regenerative agriculture, right? Like they feed the freaking cows sprinkles to fatten them up and canola oil and, and a bunch of oats and grain. Like they're not supposed to eat that. In nature, cows, right? The ruminants, they have this multi-part stomach, right? Not just like our single monogastric species like us where we only have one stomach. They have several and they can digest the grass is just fine, and that's what they're supposed to eat. So focus on the natural. Both plant and animal needs to be natural, raised without hormones, raised without antibiotics, raised in the environment they're supposed to be raised in, which is grazing, not in a corral, not in a pen. Like, right, if you're going to eat chicken, it should be free-range chicken, chicken that's allowed to eat vegetable matter. That's what they eat in the wild. I mean, go to Hawaii, right? What do they eat there? They just graze around. They eat the plants. They eat the bugs, you know, all the natural stuff. They're not, they're not eating, you know, oats or some kind of, a, you know, human feed or whatever. They're, they're eating regular stuff in the wild. Lots of bugs, actually. <laughs> Chickens are awesome. They kind of eat everything. But they should be grazing, right? Not, not cooped up. That's the humane way to do it. Anyway, I won't get on my soapbox about humane, but, but they should be humanely treated, right? They're, they're supposed to be doing their thing in the natural environment, with the natural food, and so should our plants, right? Our plants should not be GMO. They, and usually when they're GMO, they're, they do that, right, because they can tolerate pesticides. So most GMO crops, which are a lot of the ones out there, are treated with lots of pesticides. Glyphosate is the biggest one, right, which has all kinds of harmful effects. To fight, despite what uh, Monsanto or anybody else tells you, they have lots of harmful effects. And they are permeating through our, our, our bodies because we're not voting with our feet. We need to vote with our feet by just spending our hard-earned dollars on the natural stuff, the non-GMOs, right? The organics, right? The non-hybridized, the real ones that come from seeds, right? That also produce seeds. If they're seedless, then they're not natural. They're supposed to produce seeds. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. So the challenge this week try at least eight new food items, right? Because most of us only eat about 12. So try at least eight new, one a day roughly. And tell me about it. Tell me about some exotic or different plant, uh, you know, fruit, vegetable, whatever, um, or other uh, product that you had for the first time. You know, if you've never tried and you like animal products, like say, you know, different exotic, you know, yogurts or things like that, try kefir, you know, try... Um, sauerkraut, lychee as a fruit, or, or kimchi if you never tried kimchi. Like, try something different, right? There's so many cool things out there. It's just amazing. Anyway, there's so many benefits to eating this whole rainbow, plant and animal. So many benefits, right? We get to avoid all the bad stuff, avoid the pesticides, avoid the unnaturally raised things that are eating not their you know species-specific diet. We get to avoid all that and just have these natural benefits. And so we'll talk about a couple of these. And and I have to be honest with you, this has been on my mind more than normal because uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, my stepmother, who has been in my life since I was 15, um, you do the math, right? I'm, I'm uh, in my 48th year. So she's been in my life a long time, over 30 years. And she was recently diagnosed with uh, metastatic cancer. And uh, as a physician, um, lots of stuff, you know, were on my mind about this because I understand, you know, all of these things that could possibly, you know, be used as treatments and other things and the importance of diet and the importance of um, lots of these uh, amazing plants that are out there, especially that have anti-tumor, anti-carcinogenic uh, activities, anti-apoptotic activities. I understand all this. And so I've been doing even an extra deep dive lately because I want her to have the best chances of recovering. And I believe that that can happen through diet, through grace, and through a positive mindset like it is possible. I've definitely seen spontaneous remissions from all sorts of cancers from people who have the belief, who have grace, who have diet, who have the mind in sync with their body. And so there's all these, anyway, 
it got me thinking about a lot of things. So I par- pardon the digression, but uh, really um, for for our purposes in the show is the significant benefits of a lot of the foods that are out there that are natural. Like one of them, let me just tell you about uh, the tomato, for example. Who, who, who likes tomatoes out there? Like, I freaking love tomatoes. They're so awesome. So tomatoes have this thing in there called a lycopene. And a lycopene is kind of in the uh, antioxidant uh, kind of area, if, if you will. But a lycopene is uh, one of the active ingredients in a tomato. And there's been uh, several studies that have looked at um, tomatoes and how they can reduce uh, cancer rates. And probably the most uh, uh, well-known, it comes from this study that was done several years ago called the Health Professionals Follow-Up Study. And it was conducted for, I don't know, six or more years on thousands of people. I think it was, uh, forget how many thousands of people, I think around 50,000 people. But um, 1986 through 1992 was the original health professionals uh, follow-up study. And then they've done others looking at that. And I'll put in the show notes one that talks about sort of the second follow-up study. It's called a prospective study of tomato products, lycopene, right, that active ingredient I talked about, and prostate cancer risk. So this was a follow-up study published in 2002. And they confirmed the initial findings that those who had tomatoes at a higher percentage or quantity in their diet tended to have a lower risk of prostate cancer, a lower risk and other cancers too. But the one specifically they were looking at was prostate cancer. And, uh, it wasn't a lot of tomatoes. Okay. Um, two servings a week, I think is what it was. Um, like for all you guys that like, you know, a nice tomato basil sauce, or for me, I love salsa. Like Dice them up, small onions, you know, cilantro, a few other things, you know, and a salsa. Like, I can put salsa on anything. I put salsa on my eggs in the morning because it's so awesome. I don't know. Uh, You know, because of this, I should have very little prostate cancer risk, even though I'm a dude, right? Because I'm a dude, my risk goes up, right? (laughs) But eating tomatoes, this was just looking at twice a week, twice a week, significantly decreased the incidence of prostate cancer right? Tomatoes, tomatoes. Anyway, that's one thing. So if you don't like tomatoes, like my stepdad, like he hates tomatoes and I, but the cool thing is he does eat some tomato products. He just won't like take a tomato and put it in his mouth and eat it. Like I love grape tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. I just pop them in like candy. I love those things, but he'll eat them in a salsa. He'll, he'll eat them in a sauce. So I'm still trying to get him some benefits of this because he, he, he chose as a kid one fruit, that he would not eat, and that was a tomato. And so his parents never had him eat a tomato. He got to pick one thing. He chose tomato, literally has never eaten a tomato. <laughs> but he'll eat it in other things. So anyway, I didn't give my kids that choice, <laughs> to say the least. I, they actually love tomatoes. My kids will eat them. Uh, actually, my I'll just digress. My one son, uh, Jacob, he and his, his cousin, Malachi, they literally went through one of those giant Costco boxes, you know how they sell grape tomatoes in one of those pretty big size boxes. The two of them literally pounded through that in one afternoon. Like they just love this stuff, which is awesome. So I guess he's not getting prostate cancer, which is cool. So another thing (laughs) I wanted to talk about (coughs) with our fruits and vegetables, (coughs) excuse me, Um, in, (coughs) in the peel, Many of us may know this, but in the peel, there's lots of nutrients. (coughs) And so I don't peel my kids' apples. And I've found that when you do, then they just won't eat them the other way. Like I personally never peeled the kids' apples. And occasionally they'll be in a friend's house or somebody, some nice grown-up will peel them. And I hate it because then they don't want to eat them unpeeled. And the peel literally is like the focus where all, not all, but lots of those beneficial ingredients, the phytochemicals that are important for human health, the ones that are really awesome for us, lots of it are found in the peels. Let me just give you an example, okay? So never peel uh, anything again, right? Not an apple, not even a kiwi. Like, don't even peel the kiwis, right? So in order to do that, obviously, you want to buy organic, right? Because if 
they're non-organic, then they probably are going to have some pesticides on them. So you're going to have to really clean them well. So if you don't buy organic, you know, because you can't find it or whatever, make sure you wash them really, really well because, you know, obviously the peels could contain some pesticides if they're not, not organic. Anyway, <clears throat> let me give you a statistic. So one apple, you know, take the average raw apple, has 332% more. This is one with a peel on it, a raw apple, okay? 332% more vitamin K, 142% more vitamin A, 115% more vitamin C, and 20% more calcium and up to 19% more potassium than one that is peeled. What? So it's like one peeled apple has only a third of the vitamin K, right? So you're going to have to eat three apples if you eat them peeled to get the nutrients in one apple, okay? With respect to vitamin K, for example. Um, let's take something else, a non-fruit. Let's take a vegetable like, let's say a potato, for example, okay? A potato can have more than 175% um, additional or more vitamin C that's found in the peel or the skin, I should say, 115% um, more potassium, 111% more folate, 110% of my favorite mineral, magnesium and phosphorus than a peeled one. So I don't eat many potatoes, to be honest, rarely, but I do like a baked potato. And I leave the skin on, of course. Now, I do wash it, but I leave the skin on because I know this. All of those nutrients I just mentioned are primarily in the skin, Right? Potassium, vitamin C, folate, magnesium, phosphorus, they're in the skin. Also, vegetables, and, and most of us don't peel our vegetables, but, but maybe. Vegetable peels have way more fiber, right? Way more antioxidants. Um, in fact, 31% of the total fiber of the average vegetable is found in its skin. And antioxidant levels can be up to 300 times higher, in them, both fruit and vegetables, the antioxidants, which are so important, right? They soak up those bad things that are called free radicals. They soak them up. They're antioxidants. They're anti-inflammatory, right? And remember, inflammation is at the heart of all illness, inflammation. And so you better be eating your vegetables and your fruits with that dang peel on there, okay? But make sure you're buying organic, no pesticides, all of that. Even kiwis, like, you know what I do? Don't tell my kids, but... I just put the whole kiwi with that furry little skin. I put the whole thing in the blender if I make them a smoothie. I don't take the skin off. They don't even notice. And there's nutrients in there. Same thing for apples, all of that, right? I guess I do tend to peel my citrus, like an orange or whatever. Um, but for the most part, I don't peel any of my uh, fruits and vegetables for the most part. And this is why you can increase your nutrients tremendously tremendously besides that if you're looking to lose weight here's another little uh, pearl the peel as i just mentioned has a lot of fiber in it right and so that'll increase your satiety increase your feeling of fullness and you'll crave less food because of the fiber content right isn't that cool it's awesome it's an awesome awesome thing plus another benefit eating the peel the fiber that will also help you feel more full so you won't overeat, will also feed the good gut bacteria, the microbiome. Remember, we've talked all about that gut health. Like eating the peel will feed the gut, the good stuff. Okay, perfect segue. I wasn't even planning on it, but perfect segue to one of my favorite gut bacteria, which is acromancia. I actually... <laughs> have this health drink that I take that has specific fiber in it that feeds acromancia. Acromancia is awesome. If you don't know about this special drink that I have, nutrient uh, drink that I drink in the mornings that specifically has a fiber in it that feeds acromancia, you can uh, write me an email, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at Gmail, and I will talk all about it. But this specific bacteria, acromancia, is super healthy. In fact, I wasn't even planning on this, but I, I want to add this to the show because acromancia can also help reduce your risk of cancer, reduce your risk of obesity. It can also improve your mood, like lots of cool stuff 
If you don't know about it, read about it. Acromancia. I could literally podcast an entire hour on Acromancia mucinophila. Okay? It's mucinous. It likes the mucin layer of the gut. Acromancia. Okay? It is awesome. And it is fed by the fiber in plants, you know, especially vegetables like, like I mentioned, in the skin of the vegetables, the skin of the apple, the skin of the kiwi, all that. All those fibers containing things feed this good, awesome, amazing bacteria called acromancia. It is amazing. It is amazing. So they, these unpeeled fruits and vegetables, not only are going to give you tons more nutrient value, they can also help reduce your hunger because of that fiber. They can also improve your gut health. Like triple play right there. Vitamins, minerals, improve gut health, improve satiety so you don't gain weight or, or you can lose weight if you want to. All of that and leaving the dang peel on. Another takeaway from today. Holy crap, something so simple. I got to talk about this just a tiny bit more because acromancia is stinking amazing um, in both anti-inflammatory uh, effects and the healthy gut bacteria, promoting mood as well. So many cool things. But there was actually a very interesting study, actually a couple of them that have been done on patients who already have cancer, like my, my stepmom. And certain treatments that they're getting. Nowadays, there's all these kind of treatments out there. There's this thing called immune therapy, which is kind of like space-age therapy where you're actually, fortunately, you're not killing all the good cells like uh, traditional chemo does. And in this specific therapy, what they found, super interesting, they found it kind of accidentally. Um, and often that happens in science. but And they found that <clears throat> the people who didn't have much acromancia in their gut, they didn't respond well to this treatment. They had very little positive effects. And those that had significant acromancia, they actually had a lot of utility, a lot of help from this specific um, bacteria in their cancer treatment. It's amazing. There, there's, uh, um, I just want to share with you, um, they have a, they call it a modulating effect, okay, of the gut microbiota, specifically Acromancia can help with several types of cancer. Uh, the, those studied so far are colorectal, bladder, skin, okay, uh, and they activate the anti-cancer response in the immune cells, and they lead to a reduction in tumor size. So you better believe it. I am recommending my stepmom increase her acromancia in her gut through prebiotic fiber. I'm recommending that to her. Uh, among other things, among, you know, the more tomatoes that we talked about and, and uh, things like that, um, as well as some vitamins and minerals, you know, um, there's another one I want to just mention just because it, it's often found in the skin and peel of uh, fruits and vegetables is this thing called ursolic acid. And there's another study I just wanted to tell you about briefly, ursolic acid being in the skin uh, of fruits and vegetables. It's a natural, what's called a triterpene, okay? And you don't have to remember that, but, but it's interesting because not only does it have anti-cancer effects, but it's anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidant, right? It swoops in and, and cleans up all those bad uh, free radicals, and it has anti-apoptotic, anti-carcinogenic effects. So those, those are, sorry to throughout those big words, but basically has anti-cancer effects, okay? It suppresses this thing called nuclear factor kappa B and the signaling, and it, it suppresses it in adipose cells, which are the fat cells, right? Um, it decreases inflammation. It uh, increases the antioxidants, and it can be used for, these are, these are all the uses they found so far of this thing called ursolic acid, which is found in the peel or the skin of a lot of the fruits and vegetables, it can be used in the treatment of cancer and prevention. So treatment and prevention of cancer, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, brain illness like Alzheimer's dementia, example, uh, as well as Parkinson's, liver disease, and in sarcopenia. We've talked about sarcopenia. So all of those things can be found in the skin uh, or the peel you know, of different fruits and vegetables. Okay, never again are you going to peel that dang apple for yourself or peel it for your kids. And, of course, you're going to look for only, if at all possible, organic so you don't have to worry about 
the pesticides there. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, that's just so exciting to me. Sorry. We're, we belabored that. There was one other thing I definitely wanted to share because I think it's fun. It's cool. Um, I think it's been kind of an in vogue topic and, and I had actually a list of 10 other things. We'll have to do another show, but, but one of the things that recently in press has gotten a lot of attention is cacao, right? Specifically dark chocolate. And we're not talking about Hershey's milk chocolate, right? That I hardly even counts. We're talking about dark chocolate that has at least 70% cacao, okay? And trust me on this, I've tried all the cacaos I could find up to 90-something percent. And if you keep it at 70 or a little bit above, you still get some nice chocolate uh, without being so dang bitter it's hard to eat. I, I've gotten used to eating the higher percentage, but try to stick with a baseline of around 70%. Dark chocolate, you can get tons of benefits. And for those of you that don't like dark chocolate, you can get benefits from, from quality cacao in the form of a powder like cocoa. In fact, there's been studies looking at hot cocoa <laughs> in patients and all the beneficial effects. You just got to get the good stuff that doesn't have tons of sugar, tons of processed ingredients and things like that. Um, but cacao is so cool because, of course, it's made from a bean, right? The cacao bean. So in Hawaii, specifically on the island of Kauai, there's many different uh, local farms that actually farm this cacao bean, and they make chocolate. And it's really cool. You can even take this thing called the chocolate tour. Shout out for all you guys who have been and visited and taken the chocolate tour. If you haven't, go do it. It's awesome. Um, but you get to see kind of where this comes from. It comes from the bean, the cacao bean. And the cocoa is basically the ground-up version, okay, and there's been lots of researchers looking into why it's so dang beneficial, right? And like I said, we're not talking about Hershey's milk chocolate that's full of sugar and full of garbage. We're talking about dark chocolate, specifically cacao. It's been linked to helping decrease heart disease, right? Eating chocolate can decrease your heart disease. Like how freaking cool is that, right? It's been, it's been shown to decrease blindness, decrease macular degeneration, decrease diabetic ulcers, decrease stroke. Like so many cool things. And, and all of those tend to be related to this thing called uh, pruning uh, of the blood vessels. So angiogenesis is the growth of blood vessels. And like if you have a cancer or an ulcer or um, heart disease, you know, this is kind of like the bad growth stuff, right? Bad growth of blood vessels, the angiogenesis of blood vessels to a tumor, for example, or to a skin ulcer in a diabetic or what, you know, this is sort of the bad growth. And so angiogenesis is just blood vessel growth, but if you prune the ones that are going to cancer cells and things, you have benefits. And that's kind of what one of the things that cacao does. Also, it has uh, the flavanols, which have been shown to stimulate uh, uh, stem cells. Those are the sort of those precursor, those super cells in your body. Like you guys have heard of stem cell research and getting stem cell transplants. These are kind of those omnipotent, you know, pluripotent, I think is the word usually described, pluripotent cells, which can decide to be any kind of cell that you need in the body. It's kind of the progenitor cell. And stem cells are increased through cacao and through drinking hot chocolate, cocoa, um, because of the flavanols. So super, super cool. They also um, can help the microbiome. Why do we keep talking about the dang microbiome? Because it's so important. The gut is so important. We are what we eat and what lives in us and what lives with on, you know, our body and inside our body, especially in the gut, the microbiome. You know, if you don't know a lot about it, I did at least two podcasts early on about the microbiome and how important it is to us, our survival, because they outnumber us, literally. There's 30 trillion or more of these guys. And they, specifically the bifidobacterium and the lactobacillus, those two tend to increase their good gut bacteria with cacao. So it's so cool. It can actually help with uh, anti-inflammatory processes, um, it can help with stress. Like, all right, I know you're going to be like, give me a hard time about this. So people who are stressed, sometimes they sit around and eat chocolate. Well, actually, chocolate, not like the crappy Hershey's chocolate or whatever, but if you do the dark chocolate, the cacao, that'll actually help with your stress, right? But try to keep it above 70%, not with a lot of artificial junk in it, please. <laughs> Remember the five-ingredient rule, right? Um, and what I do is I take a niblet, you know, of the cacao, put it in my mouth at the same time as I take a couple of macadamia nuts. So it's kind of like a chocolate covered macadamia nut, but without all the additives. Like if you just buy chocolate covered macadamia nuts, most of them available don't have a lot of awesome additives. <laughs> okay. So I take one little niblet 
and a macadamia nut, put them in my mouth together, and it's essentially like a chocolate-covered macadamia nut without all the bad stuff. Okay, but <laughs> all these health benefits, including decreased stress, decreased anxiety from cacao. Like, holy crap, all right? Oh, my gosh. So cacao is awesome, um, and 70% uh, or more look for that. Amazing. I just, I had to share that because I love dark chocolate and mixed with a little macadamia nuts. It's amazing. So those were the couple of things. There's so many others. I literally have a list in front of me I didn't even get to, but I know we're coming to the end of the show. So I just want you guys for this week to focus on increasing the variety, right? We only eat 12 plants on average in the world, right? 70% of our diet comes from 12 plants, uh, all, actually 75%, over 70% from four plants, you know, it's like, holy crap, we need to broaden our horizon. So your, this week's challenge, goal, okay, is to go to the farmer's market and to pick out at least eight new plants or animals, eight new things that you've never tried before, and natural things, of course, we're not talking about, you know, some weird package thing that you've never tried, we're talking about fresh, natural, whole, real food, it can be plant or animal, but it's got to be real food, hopefully well-raised organically without pesticides, or if it's an uh, animal, it's, it's wild-caught uh, from the sea or whatever without all the other junk. Eight things this week, okay? We want to get that number of 12 up to 20, and you can do it easily by one thing a day. But you might have to go to a market you've never been to. Go to an Asian market. Go to a farmer's market, whatever, because they often have things that you haven't seen before. Do some research. Have some fun. I want to hear about it. Message me in Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Message me over email, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at Gmail. I want to hear about it because it's fun. It's exciting. Eating should be a joy. It should be fun. You can help both prevent, treat, cure disease with eating. Remember, food is medicine, and we eat it three times a day. So, oh, my gosh. So exciting, guys. I love to talk about food. Food should be a joy. Make it part of your life that you look forward to. I don't talk so much about what to cut out, although, of course, the seed oils and highly processed uh, grains, sugars that we've talked about. But other than that, for the most part, like you don't have to cut much out of your diet. Just eat real stuff, wholesome, natural, just awesome stuff. There's 300,000 choices of plants out there, and we have maybe a couple hundred that we eat as humans. We need to increase that. We need to increase the variety. We can get so many benefits. It's amazing. So love you guys. Thanks for listening. Please share the episode if you've gotten any benefit at all. Please jump on this week and grab my course. It's going to be only reduced price for one week down to $97. Please look into getting my monthly group. It's going to be, I'll give you $10 credit the first month going down from the cheap, already super inexpensive price of $27. bucks. you are going to go all the way down to 17 bucks for the first month. So big giant aloha.